DiGiorno, you unique umbrellas. Wow. Welcome Crazy. back to Synergy House. This is episode 7, covering Reservoir Dogs. As always, I am your host, Sam Donnelly, joined by the indie fiend, Callum Simpson. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and by the man who looked like Elvis if he was a farmer, it's Brad Headley. I'm a farmer. This is Synergy House. This is Blockbuster versus Indy, IMAX versus Camcorder, Charlie Sheen versus Mr. Sheen, Sports Car versus Jimmy Carr, Kirsty Alley versus Dark Dirty Alley, Daniel Craig versus Craig from Coronation Street. Do you want any more? Lapland versus Couplands, Masterminds versus Oh Sorry Cocker, never mind. Terry's Chocolate Orange versus Terry's Chocolate Starfish, Elvis Presley versus Brad Headley, Cup of Tea versus Cup of Spunk. <laughs> this is Synergy House. <laughs> what was that? That was completely off the cuff. That yeah, was just some things I thought of. Yeah. Spunk and tea. Yeah, it was... For, yeah, you know. I'm glad that... So, when you said Brad and Elvis, who's which one's which? I, actually, that's a stupid question. That, that is a very stupid question, actually. I'm Blockbuster. I feel anyway. like you're the only person who doesn't know the answer to that question. No, I'm Blockbuster. I'm Blockbuster. <laughs> Welcome to Blockbuster. Anyway, so... This week we are talking about Reservoir Dogs. You're only supposed to blow his bloody fucking head off. <laughs> Michael Caine's back with us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's in the room. We managed to book him out. Um, Steve Buscemi's mean, joining us. Yeah. Ah, am I the only one who's acting like a fucking professional? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I feel delirious. <laughs> so, yeah, we're recording this a lot later than we usually do um and we've had a, a fairly busy day um, very busy day very busy day it's been horrific not that you care almost too busy uh, but yeah actually that's a good segue into the usual uh faff on with this with the structure of our episode so i'll ask you both you young fine gentlemen how has our week been bradley mine's been pretty good well, every time you ask me this i just blank out on the week that has been yeah it's like because i always get that i always get that look in your face like you have an answer Hmm. but then as soon as i ask the question you forget it immediately (laughs) yeah (laughs) basically i thought you just called them simple there no 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 stage fright simple simpson bless you have have you had a good (laughs) week have you had a bad week i don't even remember It's Callum's just been, been a lot of work, drunk. hasn't it, in every sense? Yeah, yeah. a lot of work. A lot, a lot of work. work. We've been working to all day today, and here we are. Yeah. Podcasting. And we, um, managed to, we managed to watch a film, we managed to make the trek down here, mm. and we managed to record an episode. We don't know if it's going to be any good, because we literally just started it. We're about three minutes in. Brad's been to Ireland. Met his, he's, uh, waving. he's waving on an audio format, so that does nothing for you, the listener. So I will smack him for you. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's a few things I want to go off my chest. Bruce Springsteen. What a pleb. <laughs> no, I do mean that. Bruce is a nice lad. Um, we hashtag Bruce. If you've got us on Instagram, have a gander. I like to keep the hashtags entertaining. And Bruce Springsteen's always in there, and we get a lot of Springsteen fan accounts giving us a like. For some um, reason. Our highest rated post to date is Sam... <laughs> Sam with his moustache looking at Colin Farrell and I tagged it with hashtag hot boys hashtag sexy boys hashtag sexy hashtag gorgeous 
and it got a lot of male attention, didn't it? <laughs> it did. It got like it got to the point where I started reconsidering a lot of uh, decisions I've made in my life. He got offered to become uh, a, what would you? Well, yeah, a, we got we got like mistress a... to a sugar daddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he deleted that comment though. He just, did. Yeah. What nice. We yeah. had an old lady comment on it with three thumbs up. I can only mean that she very much approves, or she was indicating what she's going to do with that picture. <laughs> Thumb sex. Oh no! Ah, uh, oh, it's it's funnier when you say it out loud, isn't it, Brad? Yeah. Uh, uh, another phrase. Uh, we've got a new logo. We do. If you, as you can see now, as you're listening away, uh, uh, it cost me three ninety nine to make that. I am the Bob Ross of Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But to be honest with you, like it's 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 perfect it perfectly encapsulates just how much uh color and vibrance mm. we bring to the podcast medium but how shit it is exactly. in comparison to everything else but <laughs> no nah, but like i really liked it like yeah. um and <laughs> because that's that's how our original logo design was supposed to look like but yeah, then we that ended was up, a dream we ended up having to go for like some sort of weird fan art thing <laughs> for for the first couple of episodes um do you like it bradley I really like it. All right, moving on. <laughs> um, Did you want me to add more? Yeah, that, add some I, I enjoy. I enjoy. Simpson. Sorry, I was going on my next point though. Oh, fuck off. No, no, I enjoy... we're, st- we're still on this on this point. He's got something to say here. I'll come back. <laughs> All right, say it. Callum Simpson, that logo is an absolute masterpiece. Oh, when I saw right, it, I don't. I, was... I don't need that. Oh, I don't. Well, fuck you. I then. don't need the false. Your logo, stuff. shit. It's don't not need shit. The false I really stuff. like it. Um, in other news. I often like to eat cheese just before I go to sleep in the hopes that I have some mad dreams. <laughs> How's that working out for you? It, it's all right. Uh, last night, there was a brand new pack of shredded in the fridge, so I chopped the top off, <laughs> opened up the resealable packet. I had about five handfuls of uh, blended mozzarella and cheddar, and I woke up in a cold sweat. Do you know what's a great picture? Just to imagine Callum stood at his fridge door open, just scooping shredded cheese into his mouth. I actually dropped a few pieces on the floor, and they did not go in the bin. <laughs> They did not go in the sink. So though. Callum turned himself into a oh, hoover and sucked them all up. In my mouth. Oh. What would your flatmates think? Oh, it was at home, that. Oh, you're at home. Yeah. What, were your what would your parents think? think? Well, they weren't watching me. It was like <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. As you far as you know. Um, a young boy this week. We're doing, I don't know why we're doing news, but I'm just getting through my agenda. A young boy this week stuck 48 magnets down his penis. <laughs> He started with one. It was sort of like the old woman who ate a fly. Once you pop, you just can't stop. She swallowed a, she swallowed a dog to eat the horse, and etc., whatever it goes. He put another magnet down to rescue the previous magnets, and before he knew it, he had 48 down there. Now, I don't know about you listening, lads, and you lads in the room today, but it's a cold time of year. And, uh, you know, magnets aren't the smallest of things. And, you know, I think I'd, you'd struggle to get five down there in this weather uh, yeah it, i, I mean everything one. just retracts inside you and it's just like a a cacophony of skin hanging down with no meat inside it. like a like a sausage without the meat just the skin you know what i, I like, didn't want to oh sorry, sorry yeah, well i was just i was just gonna like quickly interrupt by saying i probably wouldn't put one magnet down me willie yeah, no i'm a, I'm a mm. sam here but i was gonna say because i didn't really read the article because i felt like if i read it i'd start crying with cringe because that just makes me heard yeah. all over 
Did he get them surgically removed, or did he have to like get them like pissed out? I didn't read it either. I'm just all about the attention-grabbing headlines, and a young boy put 48 magnets down his penis, gets me to screenshot that headline and send it to people. Callum Simpson, he is uni lads in the podcast. They, um, don't... <laughs> oh, that's not a nice thing. Oh, yeah. uh, low blow. I, as, I mean, because uh, as I put in the group chat, I'd say you are pretty much the heart of the podcast, heart. and Sam is the brain of the podcast, and... What did you call me, Callum? The law intestine. <laughs> so so he, ser- right, he, he serves a purpose. Uh, he's not just there. Um, you know, that, that that kind of stuff. Oh, and uh, un- more unrelated news to the uh, movie that we're supposed to be talking about. Uh, we found out, <laughs> like, Callum, you actually sent us the article, that Nicolas Cage is in talks to play Nicolas Cage in an upcoming movie. About Nicolas Cage? That's so good. That's so meta. It's brilliant. But also, why? (laughs) (laughs) Why not? We were talking about this. It must have been a joke. It must have been a joke. The screenwriter just knocked it up, and then all of a sudden, Nicolas Cage said yes. I mean, that's kind of like how uh, Movie 43 came about. Like, some, some person who, like... Made like a joke about all the kind of shitty scripts that they get handed into to say, their it's studios. Movie forty three, like the combination of like all the yeah, it's the, it's the anthology yeah. movie. Like it starts off with Hugh Jackman having balls on his mm. on his uh, like under his chin. But that uh, like you know you you guess that's what like a lot of studios do these days. Like, I mean they get a load of scripts that are like you know laughably bad, and like I guess just one person just thought. I'll make a movie about them. <laughs> and this is, I feel like this is exactly what's happened with Nicolas Cage. Hmm? Yeah. He's just like, oh yeah. This, if the this... price is right, you'll do anything. Oh, pondering question from Callum Simpson. Here I am, back once again. It's week seven. 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 Bum, bum. Oh, so there's a there's a thing going around on the internet about if you played Mary or Joseph in your school nativity play, you're more likely to be a higher earner than if you never. Ooh. So my question, based on that, is... Who did you play in your nativity? Oh, uh, I think I played one of the wise men. Hmm. Or the, or a donkey. Lines are really blurred when it's that far back, if I'm being honest. Yeah, they're all the same. They're all the same. Wise men were donkeys. Yeah. Brad? Uh, Mary. I seem to <laughs> faintly, I'm saying faintly remember. There's El- Elvis is actually in nativities sometimes, isn't he? Yeah. He's, the Pharaoh? He's uh, yeah. in Joseph. He's in Joseph, yeah. pardon me. Uh, Sorry, everyone. I don't give a fuck about musical theatre. Uh, nativity for me. Uh, I didn't play Mary. I didn't play Joseph. I didn't play any of them. Didn't even play an animal. Didn't play three wise men. Didn't even play the main star. Uh-oh. I just played a fucking star. Oh. You didn't play the star that they follow. You just played another yes, star in the distance. Star. You know, there's, a, there's a picture um, that my mother has, and she refuses to throw it out, and it quite saddens <clears> me. Of me in like this really long white t-shirt. Uh, a buzz cut for some fucking reason. I had a buzz cut. Uh, no shoes or socks. Uh, I can only imagine I was wearing underpants. And I've got this like really white glittery t-shirt on. And I just look horrific. You know, like way- a little Christmas slut. <laughs> like- <laughs> you know what? Like, the way that you were building up that story, I was half expecting you to say I played a tree. Or like... Oh, no, not even a tree. The ground underneath nah, the tree. Uh, I've played a... <laughs> I, I, I think I, yeah, I played a star. Uh-huh. Just a star. And then we did a mock-up of uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, but it was Snow Dwarves. White and the Seven Dwarves. <laughs> did everyone White... in Annick attend your one school? Is that why there was such a over-demand for roles, so they just had to yes. make people stars? Yeah. Did anybody play buildings? 
No. Yes. Maybe. I can't remember. Did he play? But he play a grain of straw Someone in the in the, in the, in the, sta- in the manger. Oh yeah. I, I, I want to go back to my main starring. Oh, it wasn't even a Your starring role. Hey! Yeah. You derailed yourself. I think. I've auditioned. I auditioned for the king, and I didn't even get the king. So I had to play a fucking king's god. Why have you got my ID? Brad Headley, Mr. Brad Headley. Why didn't it say Bradley? I don't know. I just what it applied like that, and it came up right, uh, Brad. It's interesting. Thank you. Don't you read out your address on there? Not really. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I, mm, okay. So, how far into this are we? In? We haven't even started talking about the movie. Um, so, Reservoir Dogs. Who did you play, Callum? We don't. Ah, uh, who fine. did you play, All right. I played one of the sheep. <laughs> I remember it vividly. I think that's uh, what's put me off ever stepping in front of the camera ever again. It was quite traumatic. Um, After that, (laughs) I was involved in four to five more nativities. Okay. And indeed theatrical productions during primary school. And I operated the lights. Ah. As a kid. As as a kid. Amazing. Well, like seven years old. Clearly, I'm a... I mean, I played a sheep, and it's ironic because I'm a born leader. And then, <laughs> oh fuck off! And then, yeah, I was on the lights, and like at age nine, I had I had this passion that we're doing now. What a little freak I was! What a little freak you little were! Fucking freak! The fact you call it primary school as well disgusts me. Uh, no, the fact that you no. say middle school like you're in it's America first disgusts school, everyone. Middle school and high school. There's no such thing as first school anyway. Sam, over to you. You're just you're just saying that to appeal to the American I'm viewers fu- that you've accumulated for us, mate. I've just got like yeah. One we went to from high America. school. Sam, <laughs> over to you. Oh yeah. So uh, the, the 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 film uh, Reservoir Doggos, uh, directed and written by Quentin Tarantino, and Callum, you signaling to me. Uh, John Woo. <laughs> <laughs> what? Director John Woo. What about him? He came out recently and said that Marvel films are poisoning the minds of the youth and it's making them not uh, truly grasp and understand what cinema is anymore. Brought to you by the director of Mission Impossible 2. No, but I mean to be fair, he's he's a pretty Woo. accomplished he's a pretty accomplished director. I know, I know he's um, John Woo. He did he did face off with he did face John Woo. Fuck off. He did face off with uh, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Oh, face off. They're remaking face off. Of course they are. To mistake. Hollywood's gone down. Then you want to rant on Hollywood? Yeah, let's Why go not? for it. Go on, give him a big impassioned speech. All right, so Hollywood. Um, I'm addressing this to you personally. Not all personally. films need a sequel or a remake, Hollywood. Get it into your fucking head, okay? There's some good films you don't touch. Disney Plus, what the fuck? Are you, remaking Home Alone? What are you doing? Never seen it, but I know it doesn't need to be re-fucking made. Never seen Home Alone. I know, deal with it. I but don't blame you for switching off now out of disgust. <laughs> no one cares. If everyone's gone, let's get our nipples out. <laughs> <laughs> Sam actually got his nipple out. No, well, yeah. Why not? But yeah, um, Hollywood, I'm addressing this to you personally. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, buddy? We've gone from the Westboro Baptist Church to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Brad. Thank you. Uh, I try. I you try. tried to make a point. Um, Callum? <laughs> what know. do you want to say about Hollywood? Uh, Hollywood. Oh, well. I love the place, you know. That's the dream, isn't it? One day. I'm just a little boy from the small town with dreams of the big city. And I feel... It's almost as if you're like a huge fan of La La Land. It almost is. Almost. He's to the fools who dream, eh? 
Here's to you. Is this quote that I'll hopefully understand once I see La La Land? Foolish as they may seem, Bradley. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. Um, Hollywood Hollywood annoys me. I echo the sentiments of my cohorts. And it's just... Just stop it. Stop making things that have already been done. You know what? Be less greedy. Make less films. Make better films. It's just fucking dog shit. Say again? The new Charlie's Angels. It's just dog shit. I I haven't seen it. So Reservoir Dogs is directed and written by Quentin Tarantino, starring Harvey Cattell, Tim Roth, and uh, Steve Buscemi, and uh, Michael Madsen, and um, it it stars a lot of people wearing black suits, and they're listening to Little Green Bag, and uh, Billy Kay's Sounds of the 70s, and uh, Steelers Wheels, and uh, I'm out of ideas. (laughs) 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 Oh! Chicken bag yeah. on the track. Fuck me. Little green bag. <laughs> was um, I remember once I got a taxi oh. and it was a fucking Rolls Royce and I felt honoured, blessed, dazed and confused and I don't feel like I'll ever reach a pinnacle like that again. Um, anyway, oh, oh, meant to uh, say, so in our last episode, we, uh, we begged, we implored all of our listeners to actually email us because we've been plugging the email address for every episode ever since we've started yes, and we've we not did. got one e- email that is like you know personal or relevant and ladies and gentlemen we have three we have three, we have three emails Teresa. i'll lead you all in yep um I'll... actually should we take one each seeing as how we have three no <laughs> <laughs> you bastards so okay sam sorry sam first one eases us in gently from um Chariots of Fire on holiday. It looks like. How do you how do you pronounce that, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say it was? Chariots of Fire on holiday. Charlemagne <laughs> wrote in. Dun, 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 dun. And said, um, "Brad said you wanted an email. So hello, P.S. Brad's a dickhead. <laughs> I mean, I can do nothing but agree. Yeah, I mean, thank you. We thank also you had a much. message, Brad. Do you know this is Ruth's diner? I think so. Is it one of your friends? I think so. One of the backwoods folk. <laughs> <laughs> wow, everyone um, manic fucking. Simply put, consider this an email and a warning with an attached picture, which I can only describe as a human strawberry. <laughs> Let's see the picture. I've not seen this picture. Uh, we're going to kill airtime here, baby. <laughs> but uh, I think it's fair to say, I mean, you've sent it to us. Uh, I, you... <laughs> <laughs> You've given us. You've Who given it this? to us. Um, um, it's either James or uh, Andrew. Well, James or Andrew. There's a full like. We're coming for you. Ruth's Diner. Did they make this email especially for this? I think so. maybe they did. did. They even made. Oh, it's crazy. And then finally, um, from a Sheila Dolomite, <laughs> located in the Outer Hebrides, we got a very stern letter through email on the 11th of November. Dear Cinejoust. As a mother of three lovely boys interested in film, I was delighted to find a podcast I first thought would be a family-friendly listen-to and wind-to with my kids. So you can imagine my absolute horror when I heard you three monsters, all capitals, hurling obscenities at one another. Shocking performance. You little twallops. P.S. Kingsman good. Kiss. Thank you. A concerned mother, age between 28 and 30. Well, what a slut. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we got emails, and I can't stress it enough. Please send us more. Send us more because we found we segment. had a lot of fun with this. Send us some emails, cinejobspod at gmail.com. We don't have the money to create our own at yet. We're not an education institution. We're barely even a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're 20 minutes in, and we still have not spoken about. The film. So the film, yeah, we uh, watched it like what, like less than two hours ago. Mm. Um, so this is so, Callum. This is the uh, second time you've seen this. Second time, and you've gone on record by saying that Quentin Tarantino is one of your favorite directors. One of my favorite time. directors. Your one boyfriend. of my many boyfriends. As so, you know. so um, yeah. I mean, it's it. It was actually kind of daunting for us because, like, well, for me especially because you know this is a this is a classic movie, and I, f- I imagine anybody who actually does listen to our podcasts. Odds are they have actually seen this movie before. And Do you remember the early 2000s when um, Nickelodeon was really at its peak? And there was things like the Amanda Show, Kane, Kel, Drake and Josh. And the Amanda Show really was a segue. It started from all that and it came into the Amanda Show. But then uh, from there spawned Drake and Josh. And you know Drake and Josh got a big uh, career out of it. But then do you remember Drake broke his arm and now he can't play guitar. So now he's no longer a musician. And indeed he's no longer an actor. Josh lost a lot of weight. Josh has done nothing really except since the time he got stuck in a phone booth in a car park about five years ago. Not in real life, in a film. He appears in David Dobrik's vlogs a lot. Oh, well no one's bothered about that. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, uh, Amanda Bynes is a troubled soul now, isn't she? Uh, I always really appreciate her work. I love She's the Man and the one that she's done with Colin Firth. Oh, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that was elegant. Great. Hmm. Yeah. Are we actually going to end up talking about this movie? I'm not really I'm not really certain at this point. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Well, all right. You know what? We're going to make it official. We are actually going to start talking about this movie and there's yeah. going to be no... Segways. So yeah, I imagine a lot of you guys are actually like really anxious to hear us actually talking about this film. So all I'm going to say is lube up, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going in hard. We're going in fast. It's going to hurt, but in the end, you're going to thank us. Oh, God. wow. So, an analogy. <laughs> uh, so, Callum, seeing this for the second time, what did you think? Uh... <laughs> Well, just just break down your overall opinions on the movie. Yeah, so big Tarantino fan, um, and this was probably the third Tarantino film that I saw the first time I seen it. And I watching it the second time, first time I loved it. Watching it the second time, it really, 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 really went down in my estimations. Mm. And I don't know if that's... Be- There's a lot of twists and turns in this film, and I feel like maybe because you know what to expect and what's coming, it's not exciting anymore, and then once you've got rid of that surprise factor, it just becomes a bunch of people talking shit for an hour and a half. And I just... I don't know. It was really disengaged, and it was really... Uh, and... Uh, as I think Sam put it best, it's it was like the original version of these sorts of films yeah i mean i'll be honest with you like you know the fact that um i, I mean like we've mentioned it a couple of times you know we are film students we do like you know we we like, we make an effort to make short films and stuff like that so in it to an extent i kind of got the impression that uh seeing this movie again with like a like let's say a new pair of eyes mm-hmm. um the mystique of the film like the initial uh, realization of seeing how this film played out like a lot of that was just gone by the time that i watched it this time around just because 
I knew more or less how they did everything that they've done in this movie, like especially with like camera tricks, um, like with um, like sound editing, and you know, with and like you said, with the fact that we know a lot of the twists and turns, it did kind of. Like, I, I don't think I hated it this time around as much as you did because I've seen this movie I've seen this movie a couple of times like a fair amount of times and but the magic is um, is kind of lost on me yeah but that being said I it is still a good movie it's still very influential and it's still it still has like its place in you know filmography and you know people's film history fan- yeah film history that that's a better way of phrasing it i think you were the one who said it callum this i'm um, just going off what you said sam this film seemed like tarantino was a student mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff like which is very studenty and i i don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing i don't think it's a bad thing but it definitely does it, it, it's it's not a bad thing it's just yeah. it's just something that's you're aware of yeah, that yeah. W- that we were aware of uh, this time around watching it just because it was just we know how everything was done and yeah, there were so yeah. many like camera tricks and stuff like that I mean like like uh, for example <clears throat> like we were doing uh, we were writing up a shot list today for a short film that we're working on and every so often Blue be Christmas a- out at Christmas time from your fellows here at Synergy <laughs> and um Every so often when we were writing the shot list, we'd just be like, oh, we could do this uh, cool little trick or something like that. And then we saw Reservoir Dogs and there was a point, like it was during the um, the Stuck in the Middle with You scene where I was just like, we're actually going to do that in, <laughs> in our film. What's going on here? And it did, it did get, I did get the impression that it was like a student film. He was like ticking off all the boxes of yeah, things yeah. that he wanted to do in his film. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just something that you're aware of. And yeah. It does, yeah, janky. Um, Ding 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 ding! Oh, <laughs> I'm a celebrity started. <laughs> oh, and who's in uh, I'm a celebrity? Oh, it's it's the one and only Caitlyn Jenner. Hello, everybody. Oh, Kimmy, Kimmy, honey, it's for the kids, you know. We're gonna jump uh, out of the helicopter. I want Olympic gold, you know. I've I've been in the jungle once, twice. Chris Chris left me. Chris Chris used to have sex with OJ. She had sex with uh, Robert Kardashian Senior. She made Robert Kardashian Jr. And then I came along. I made my little candle pie, my little Kylie puppy. Kylie, the billionaire. They're all uh, having intercourse with rappers and uh, basketball players. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like when you're a film student, you just really want to get everything that you want to do out of your system. And the, the films you make as a student are just, you just, pile it full of like all of the the shit you've thought of all of your life as boards mm. but you're kind of venting out your uh, filmmaking frustrations mm. yeah but obviously us and others like us being actual film students where you get to make like three films a year you've got more of a chance to spread this out where quentin tarantino famously didn't go to film school and he just worked in like a video shop so i feel like I think he's he's been on record and said he doesn't know he didn't know if he's ever going to make another film again so he thought he'd take this and put everything in that he'd ever wanted to put into a film so that's why there's so many techniques and things in it that um he's wanted to do I suppose. I mean you can tell that he is like a a film nerd like because I mean like they use like um 
there's a scene a scene uh so it's right after tim roth reveals himself to be the undercover cop there's a shot where you got a close yeah well yeah you know at this point 25 years old like um so you see um like a close-up on the cop but you see uh tim roth in the in the background and you you can see like a diopter lens which is which Mm. uh for all you uh film virgins out there is for uh anybody who um is for when there is a close-up and uh something in the in like in the background but the focus is the same so like you know it splits the focus and that that you that uh, filmmaking technique was used a lot in like uh, a lot of the spaghetti westerns like i can think off the top of my head how many times sergio leone used it in like uh the good the bad the ugly mm. things like that so you know good on you you did you do good at, at effort and uh hello made... quentin you ever heard of focus pulling wake Wait. up oh yeah because you had a you had a huge problems with uh the uh camera work the camera just work fucking didn't stop uh yeah in a word janky yeah. Is how I wrote it down. Um, it's your favourite word today, isn't it? Yeah, I've, he's mentioned it a few times. I have. Um, janky, janky. It everything, if not a tracking shot, if not a a pan, it's just a man walking around with a camera, and especially in the warehouse, the camera just doesn't stop moving, and it's not. It doesn't seem it's done stylistically. It's because they couldn't afford a tripod. Yeah, it's so, and it's sort of like to create coverage for all of the people like because there's like what seven six seven people yeah it's about around about that yeah and it's obviously you need to cover all of that and i suppose it's a cheap and easy way to just play the scene through and not have to cut too many times so they just move the camera but then it, it really annoyed me because there'd be scenes where harvey Keitel's talking to steve buscemi and it starts an over the shoulder on harvey Keitel, and as it moves around steve buscemi's missing for like a minute and then all of a sudden he appears again, and then the cameraman just dances around again, and then Harvey Keitel disappears, and then we got Tim Roth dying on. The, it's just janky. Yeah. It and it just feels out of place, and I feel like the way the camera was moving about and how shaky it was really takes you out of it because it it just made you, I suppose, self-aware in the sense of we are the camera, mm. and it just it reminded you that there's a man there with a camera recording it walking around the room and it just it really took me out of it personally yeah i mean i'll be honest with you the 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 constant use of the word janky uh from you it just made me feel like think of velma from from scooby-doo speaking of which oh you've, you've segued yeah janky scoop there's a there's a trailer for the new animated scooby-doo movie coming out which stars zach efron as fred and callum likes it question mark ruh <laughs> thoughts and opinions callum on the scoop because um, we got a surprise uh, reaction from you like when when you messaged us at like 11 at night saying you know what this is actually pretty good uh yeah did you t- what did you two think of it i really I th- liked I think it. it really look, looked really I, really see, good i thought i thought you especially brad i thought you didn't like it from the messages you used but um yeah so the fact that they're calling it scoop with an exclamation mark or lowercase now <laughs> <laughs> i don't like that because you know it's always been Scooby-Doo, The Adventures of Scooby-Doo, What's New Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, mm-hmm. Sco- just Scooby-Doo, never, just Scoob, you know, um, I wasn't it, a fan. they were running out of different ways to name them. It's ridiculous, I wasn't a fan of the uh, backstory either, like the fact, oh look, we're going to show you where Scooby came from and how he got his name and how Shaggy got his name, whatever. Scooby-Doo Origins. I've got, I've got Origins. a sneaky suspicion Wolverine. that that might just be like the trailer. 
just showing you that I don't think that's what like it's going to be heavily in the film. I don't, I think, I don't think it's heavenly. I think heavenly. it's going to be half the movie. I don't think so. I don't think it's needed at all, though. Mm. Um, I, I, I think it's nice to see where Scooby's come from, just as long as they're done. Do this it is why I hate, right? Hollywood lately is obsessed with like origins, prequels. Oh, we need to find out where this character came from. You don't. No. Like, no, think about. Uh, all right, so I know you've not seen this, but I'm going to take over on this. Uh, solo or Star Wars story. Mm. So there's a, there's a. They had an issue when they were watch, when when I was watching that movie. The fact that they felt the need to explain every facet of this character right up to the point where we meet him, like when he's played by Harrison Ford and mm. like you know Star Wars: A New Hope. Like they had to explain how he got his name. Like, do you actually do you want to know how he got this name? It's it's a. Uh, so he's signing up for this imperial soldier thing. You don't give a shit, but I'm saying it anyway. <laughs> Um, he's like, what's your name? Han. What's your second name? I don't have a name. So what's your family? I don't have any family. So you're alone. How about Han Solo? Shite. How do you not have a name or a family? Like, that implies, like, what, he's just been left to float around in space since the day he was born? Or how was he birthed? That part's never explained. But they explain how he got the name Han Solo because how because I haven't seen Janky uh, Solo. Uh, how how long is it set after like Revenge of the Sith or before A New Hope? Is it explained it's, or is it just like I think it's, it's just there. it's just in the middle. It's, it's just not, in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Um, it it but either way it doesn't matter. They're always like, oh, how do you get these clothes? Oh, Woody Harrelson gave them to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you Shit, get? Yeah, the, he's in the how film, do you, isn't he? How do you get this? Uh, how do you get your ship? Oh, I stole it off Childish Gambino. Like you know. <laughs> Like, but I do kind of agree with you to an extent of like, why do you have to explain every yeah. facet of every yeah, character yeah, behind? Yeah. Like, I think especially how did he meet Shaggy. Um, how did he get his dog collar? How did he get his name? Like, we don't really need to know. We that. don't care. It's a dog. I, I think the name we don't need that, but I like the collar bit, and I think it's just because I really no, like dogs, and I think yeah, I just think that fun. was really cool. I think we mentioned this in the first episode, but I wasn't a fan of the way they done that in Joker either, mm. of how it went back to like. Because Joker is just a character of, like, he just exists and you don't really necessarily need to know why and, like, go back to his childhood and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know you two have got strong opinions on it, but I, don't, I didn't feel it was necessary. No, 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 like, no, you can no say it. it's, it's your opinion. So. I feel like it took away from what the character is, you know, like, by the humanizing... The character that you're him. not even a fan of. <laughs> yeah. But it, I think it took, away, it took away from the character. Should we get into some uh, facts and stats? Facts and stats? Facts and stats? Facts and stats... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> you dweeb. <laughs> Back once again, it's the Renegade Master eating pasta, bitch lasagna. Oh, so. Lasagna. Reservoir oh, Dogs god, has a budget made in. Guess the year. 1994. 1991. Two. 1992. Yeah, that was closer. Made in 1992. 1992. Shut yeah. up then. You said 94 Sorry. first. You Children. Bastard. Hush. It's facts and stats time. It's Sorry. the only thing people tune in for. <laughs> I don't know. With a budget but... of 1.2 million US D. Basically. That's dollars. And a cumulative worldwide gross in the cinema of 2,859,750 US dollars. Made his money back. Yeah. I mean, it's made more back in... It's probably... I would say this film... In home... Uh, home entertainment sales mm. across VHS, Blu-ray, DVD, 4K, 4K all of this. Vinyl. I'd um, say it's surpassed a billion. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. 
Like, I mean, the cultural impact that this movie has had, like, in the, like, what is it, like, 25 years since this came out? Um, well, actually, a bit more than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't just say, oh, no, it's it's fine. I mean, they probably made that money back, like, just based on how many people have bought Quentin Tarantino box sets. Yeah. Mm, which I have. Because I was going to um, say, there's a Quentin Tarantino box set that I've seen in your uh, bedroom. It's not there. In my, it's in my house. It's an Alfred Hitchcock one, and you're yeah. Like, yeah. Oh shit. Same, same thing. Same fucking person. Wait, direct people. Okay. Wait, I like to uh tell them about the scenes. All right. Okay. I love feet. Okay. <laughs> that was my Quentin Tarantino. I like my most. All right. My most vivid um <laughs> memory of Quentin Tarantino talking was ever not in that scene in uh Reservoir Dogs when he's talking about the meaning behind the song title for Like a Virgin. It's actually when he was on a rant about Prometheus. Oh. He was like, "These are the these are like you know the smartest scientists in the world, and they decide that they're gonna pet this fucking alien snake, and why would you do that? Like it broke your arm. <laughs> it's just like, oh god. I mean, you can tell this guy's got like his opinions, and he's uh, like, I mean, he's he's going to be the one who takes down Disney. <laughs> he's a top yeah. bloke. Hopefully, yeah. And then that'll take all of them down, Marvel included. Mm. Uh-huh. Well, 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 to quote Duffy. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, well, well. We're on to... Should we do Tarantino first? Let's do Tarantino. He's the main man, the top dog, the bottom dollar. Wait, what? The... You know. So, the everyone knows balloon. what he's directed. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Jackie Brown. Imagine most people haven't seen it. It's lovely. Uh, Kill Bill 1 and 2. People often think there's a 3. Have I got news for you? There isn't. No. No. Um, Sin City directed a segment of that really strange. Yeah, because um, he's friends with Robert Rodriguez. Mm. Uh, Death Proof, which we don't talk about. Inglorious Bastards. Bon Giorno. Uh, Django and Jane. Django! 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 Have you always been alone? Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Once Upon a Time, dot, 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 in Hollywood. And of course, there's the upcoming untitled Star Wars project. And Star, Trek, Star Trek, you Trek, bastard. You absolute imbecile. Did I say Star Wars? You <laughs> did say Star Wars. <laughs> You've offended everyone. I mean, I'm looking at the words, so I don't know I got it wrong. You do, I don't know. Like, it's in your face. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you all, because I was excited for the next point. He's <laughs> announced literally this week. Obviously, he's going to stop at 10. He keeps saying. He, but he hasn't got 10 yet. So he hasn't got he to hasn't 10 yet. He's on so. 9, isn't he? But, he's yeah. on 9 so far. He's found a loophole, boys and girls. Oh, no. Before number 10 comes along, he's got plans to direct a play, a television series, mm. a series. A series. So we could be talking like 10 years before number 10 comes out. And he's going to release a novel. Nice. And there's talk of Kill Bill 3 coming out at any point in Which- his life. But he's going to use the excuse of and it's all it all sort of counts as one full up. Yeah, because he does that with what, what, what volume one and one and two of Kill Bill anyway. So. Yeah, does he? Yeah, he he classes both of them as one movie. Hmm, interesting. Maybe he's make twenty Kill Bills like the new Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, you were saying. As, I, th- I don't know what I was saying. Anyway. Um, aside from the stuff everyone knows, he's directed Grave Danger, the episode of CSI, which I have actually seen. I don't give a fuck about CSI, Crime Scene Investigation, but I watched it purely because Tarantino directed it, and uh-huh. it's great. Um, he's, he's directed an episode of ER. He's directed an episode of Jimmy Kimmel Live, which seems weird. Very interesting. Uh, a lot of blood, I imagine. 
Of course, my best friend's birthday, which is the partially destroyed film that he made, the, the first thing he ever made. It took him four years to shoot over weekends. Facts for you. Yeah. Thanks and that, the first thing he ever done, which went unfinished in 1983, Love Birds in Bondage. Let's get some more about that. Cause... It's a black comedy about a girl who suffers brain damage after a car accident and has to be institutionalised due to her erratic behaviour. That sounds interesting. To, to quote Tame Impala, the less I know, the better. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good song, though. Uh, but he's also acted in a few things, hasn't he? He uh, has in like that are not just his his own things. He's not a good actor. I think he's a good actor. He's, he's pretty not. decent. I he's believe... a, there's a, I actually read an um, academic essay about Quentin Tarantino being an actor, mm-hmm. and it was like assessing why he directs such good films. But then the the things he chooses to act in are always shit. Yeah, have you seen From Dust Till Dawn? Yeah. What do you reckon? I enjoyed it, but I the last time I watched it, I was about eleven. Mm. <laughs> so I watched it about like four months ago, and you know what? It is what it is. Mm. It it yeah. It spawned a, a franchise, probably the least known franchise in the world. Yeah. There's about five of them now. There's a there's a TV show. Actually, fun fact for you from uh, Dust Till Dawn. So everybody knows in Pulp Fiction, Samuel Jackson gives that infamous quote, Ezekiel 2517, uh, you know, the path of the righteous man. I know the full quote, but I'm not going to do it. Um, that line was originally intended for Harvey Keitel's character in From Dust Till Dawn because mm. he was a priest and he was going to say that line while he was mowing, mowing down zombies. Like vampires, wouldn't they? It fits better how it is, doesn't it? it, it yeah. I mean, it, I imagine it probably would have been more iconic uh, like as it is in Pulp Fiction than it would have been in From Dust Till Dawn. But I just thought that was a fun fact and, stack, fact and stat. And mm. guess what? I didn't need Wikipedia for that. Well. And you use IMDb. <laughs> exactly. I didn't need Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> of course, Tarantino, all you Tarantino, all you Tarantinoites out there mm-hmm. will know he played an Elvis impersonator in the Golden Girls, in amongst about fifteen other Elvis impersonators. Really strange. Very strange. He's a strange man, but God, we love him. Of course, he's <laughs> written um, some big stuff that he didn't go on to direct, such as True Romance. Well, that's that it. Really. That's the bonus. Um Curdled, which I imagine is about milk. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Oh, Natural Born Killers, obviously. Where else is it? Which is the same film as True Romance, really. Yeah. Django. 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 So my name is My name Callum. is King. This is my hot Fritz. Who's in this film? Which film? Reservoir Dogs. He is. Because I felt like we've we've talked about Tarantino enough. Yeah, we have. Um, Harvey Keitel. Harvey put the kettle on. So Harvey Keitel, most famous for his uh, roles in the uh, direct line adverts that have been going around the past couple of years. Lovely uh, man. Coffee for you, Mr. Wolf. Lots of cream, lots of sugar. Thanks, more egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be bad. Oh, lots of cream, lots of sugar. Winston may, Wolf. May I come in? <laughs> lots of cream, lots of sugar. Yeah, we can't do Harvey Cartel impersonations. We can do literally everybody else. It's Mickey Mouse's birthday today. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, hi, Minnie. What are you doing to celebrate my birthday? He's oh, Mickey gosh. Wolf. What's this big, uh, wobbly thing here, Mickey? Oh, <laughs> That's the Mystery Mouse Couture that oh, I gotta use later. What the fuck is it's, this episode, It's Mike? a dildo, actually. <laughs> Why does this business do that? 
Do you want to hear my Pluto? <laughs> no, but go for Ready? it. There we go. Oh, there we go. Shit, yeah, oh, he can't yeah. talk. <laughs> well, he, he, he barks like... <laughs> so, Harvey Keitel nice dog. has done a lot of shit. Jesus Christ. I've, I've been scrolling for half an hour. Um, of course, aside from um, Reservoir Dogs, Bad Lieutenant is his big thing, mm-hmm. big solo work. That's what got him noticed. I forgot he was in Grand Budapest Hotel. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Of course, Pulp Fiction. Winston Wolf. Man, lots of cream, in. lots of sugar. I mean, like, he is Winston Wolf. Like, you know, in a lot of ways, people mm. say, like, J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson or, like, you know, like, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, even that way. But, like, people say Harvey Keitel. They don't think Harvey Keitel. They think Winston Wolf. Yeah, exactly. Um, before I seen Pulp Fiction, I thought them adverts was just a man playing a... I thought it was, like, a take on, like... I also thought that. The Godfather. Yeah. 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 Like, but in, like, a way that you can't buy the rights to. Don Corleone, I'd like to thank you for inviting me to your wedding of your bo- of your daughter and all that stuff. Yeah. Is Caitlyn Jenner yeah. back? <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy! Kimmy! Where are my grandchildren? <laughs> oh my god, Caitlin, oh my you're just god. like so too much, you know? That's any of the Kardashians. That's any of the Kardashians. Oh my god, Bible. Fucking Bible. Yeah. Kylie, I brought you a pig. Is it a chicken? <laughs> Rise and shine. What is this fucking episode? Michael Madsen, the man. Most famous in my mind for being in Celebrity Big Brother. Really? Hmm. That's that's what you might. Yeah, I feel. Like... I mean, he's been in like four, like, well, three technically four movies of Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. You know. But he, after the the one before the Hateful Eight, he like he had about ten years of stagnation. Hmm. So he didn't like really do anything of note. So he decided to go into Big Brother. And then about three years after that, he got the call again from Tarantino, and he's been back with him in a few things since. And it just seems like Big Brother was a mistake because he got picked back up when he was down. He shouldn't have done it, but now he's he's really sorted himself out, and he's in a lot of stuff now. Like, look at all of this stuff he's doing. Is that all pre-production? Pre-production, post-production, announced filming and everything. Nelly. Dancing on Your Grave. He played the priest in 2019. I know we all have seen it. Uh, <laughs> no. Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Incredible. I thing. love you, honey bunny. <laughs> God, Larry! I'm so sorry, Larry! Oh, fuck it hurts! <laughs> oh, that was... Nobody fucking move! <laughs> Everybody be cool, this is a robbery! Everybody be cool, this is a robbery! Oh. <sighs> Right then, on to one, two, one, two, check, check. Oi, oi. God was, damn it, you just this died. episode's a mess. He yeah. was in The Incredible Hulk. He Tim was. Roth. He played, just to get my he played Emil Blonsky. He, he's rumoured to come back. I, wait, wait, great. Good for him. No, mate, you need to understand. I need to, I need to do something this episode. What, you actually do? Oh, yeah. Well, do it. Right I, fucked, I fucked yeah, up his theme song, he mate. Was in I'm, Tin I'm Star. Do you remember Tin Star? That was oh, it's still going, apparently. Yeah, I remember. No. no one ever watched it, but everyone, everyone was forced upon the... Um, Sky Atlantic. The, the, yeah, the adverts all over. Yeah. He was in The Hateful Eight. I loved him in The Hateful Eight. Yeah, he played... <laughs> Unless you want oh. He has a letter from other. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. Ugly looking man. Steve Buscemi. Can oh. I say that? 
Funny I love man. Steve Buscemi. I mean, he's I feel like actor. that's the least controversial thing that we've said on this episode so far. He, he's like Rami Malek. Famous great for... Actor, just not a looker. Rami Malek shit in all aspects. Um, <laughs> Steve Buscemi, famous, of course, for Fargo, Reservoir Dogs, The Death of Stalin, one of my favourite films. Grown Ups 1 and I 2. I want to see that. I we'll want to see it. that at some point. We'll pick it on the on the thing. Grown Ups 1 Put it on two, the docket. Let's not forget about that. Uh, let's not forget Hotel Transylvania 3, A Monster Vacation. He voiced a Transformer. Did he? Yeah. He was oh, a... of course, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. The biggest thing he'd done in the 2010s, really. Yeah. And, he, and of course, for playing Randall in Monsters, Inc. Of Mate, course. we cannot forget about Grown Ups 1 and 2. You know, the Adam Sandler gems. Willie or Wiley? Wiley. Wiley Coyote. Legend. So anyway, um, <laughs> he played the rat in Charlotte's Web. Oh, and also, Spy Kids 2. We all remember the quote, we right? We all remember the quote. Do you think God stays up there in heaven because he too is afraid of what he created? That's in a fucking kids movie, everyone. What the? Uh, f- um, of course, the big boy, Lawrence Tierney, the man who plays the like the boss of the gang. I yeah, suppose. his name's Joe. Yeah. Joe. What a fucking nightmare that man was. Um, he got arrested during the filament. In real life, uh, he started fights with all of the actors. He used to bully and haze everyone on set. Uh, Quentin Tarantino nearly punched him several times, so he says. Um, and he I don't fi- think he would have done it. No. He fired him a week after the, after the first week of shooting Reservoir Dogs due to being very difficult to work with. But later that afternoon, he was rehired because phone calls were made, money was exchanged, you know what Hollywood's like, baby. But yeah, he got fired um, for firing a gun in his Hollywood apartment on the same evening he was sacked. Went to jail. So even after all of that, after having fights on the set, then going to jail, he still got rehired. And that, boys and girls, is the power of Hollywood. Now, on to director of cinematography, Sam. Oh, God. Do you want me to take this one, Sam? Uh, I feel like you did last week. Well, yeah, you need to do something in this episode. Oh, shit. And Rezegisekula. I'm going to say it's pronounced Andre Sekula. It probably is, yeah. We'll go with that. Cinematographer, he's done a lot of big old stuff from Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. American Psycho. American Psycho. Good job on you. Uh, four Rooms, the other Tarantino thing that he'd done. Uh, what else? Vice, not the one that we know. The USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage, who of co- which of course stars Nicolas Cage. When we said he's done a lot, we lied. Yeah, he's done. He's done three. Things. He's done like thirty-eight. He's he's credited for thirty-eight films. But he's like, done three. Like four of them matter. <laughs> um, so true, though. Sorry, Andres. You seem like a really nice guy. From the too picture, much, too much kind eyes, kind yes. eyes, Blessing. kind if I, eyes. If I was, which is important when you're a cinematographer. If I was thirty years older, you'd have sex with him. Yeah, fantastic. You Hollywood slut. Anyway. So ratings? Uh, yeah, let's go into ratings for pop. We've barely spoken about this. But, um, to summarise, uh, the first time I saw it, I feel I've got a big rock on for Tarantino. So I think I just looked at this like he can do no wrong, and I didn't really judge it fairly. And then coming back the second time with a fresh pair of eyes, I felt like it's not as good as I initially thought it was. I think uh, the first view, and I gave it a nine out of ten, and taking into account its rewatchability factor. And then also looking back at it with a bit more experience under my belt. And after having seen more films and more diverse films, I'll give it a 7.5 out of 10. Ooh, okay. 
Bradley? Uh, I'm just going to be quick and concise about this because it, Callum's hit the nail on the head. It's I've seen it twice now, and it's just not as real. Now that you know the twists and the turns and the cinematography is just not really that good, I'm, I'm going to give it a 7.5 as well. Yeah. Okay. So we're on 15 out of 30 right now? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I don't think I hated this movie as much as you guys did. Um, looking at this as as a more uh, like it from an older person's perspective. Would you say it's an aged perspective? I would say it's an aged perspective, and uh, you know what? It's not terrible. It's still very good. Uh, it's very, it, it's very, um, it, it it was very influential on pop culture and it's very influential on like, you know, the way that I look about at films. This is one, this is my first Tarantino movie and like, you know, film fan, fan of Tarantino. I'm a fan of Tarantino. You, you film nerds that are like, oh no, I don't like Tarantino because it's cool to not like Tarantino. Fuck off. Hmm. Um, sorry. I'm actually good friends with a lot of people who don't like Tarantino. I'm actually good friends with Tarantino. Yeah. I mean, um, are, yeah. but yeah, summing it up. I'm going to give this movie an 8.5 out of 10. Ooh. So, we are now on... What we, what's that, 23.5? Brad? Yeah. <laughs> 23.5. All right, so it's in the good bin. Oh, no! Ow! Here comes the Pope! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you on about, man? Here comes the Pope. Uh, what's next? Uh, yeah, what's what's next week's episode? It's me, isn't it? It is it you. Is. We're back in Indie Corner. Well, indie we field. say we're back in Indie. We're not back in Indie. We're back in girls. Callum's Corner. We are not back in Indie this <gasps> week, boys and girls. Shit the bed. We are firmly in the studio corner. So next week, I have decided to... Uh, it's got a lot of my favourite actors in. Do you mean it's, just one or two? two? Again, one of my favourite films. Uh, it's got a really, really great cast. It's a precursor. It's a precursor in quite a lot of ways to my favourite film of all time. <laughs> um, I'll get, Let's play a game at home. I'll give you the cast, see if you can guess it. At the end of that, I'll tell you what film it is. So we've got Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling. I'll stop you there. It's not La La Land. <laughs> and we've got <laughs> Steve Carell. We've got Julianne Moore. We have got some other people in there as well. Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Bacon is in there. Anyone else of note? I've not seen the movie, so I don't know. Other people are in the film. But that's a big cast, isn't it? And of course, we are talking about crazy, comma, stupid, comma, love. What, what's that? It's the song Crazy Stupid Love. By Cheryl Cole? Probably. Crazy. Are you crazy, stupid? Da, 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 da. I think so, yeah. We're going to get da, da, double da, da, copyright. Crazy. Da, 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 da. Even not, that doesn't resemble. <laughs> 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 so next week, Crazy Stupid Love. It's a film that's got a lot of twists and turns, but the twists and turns are very exciting, and I hope the boys enjoy it. Sam, you're going to leave us with a... Ke- a, a co- oh, fuck off. Sam, you going to leave us with a question? I mean, I, pro- pro- I probably will. I'm going to shank you. <laughs> <laughs> No, don't say that. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, so pondering question. Yeah. Oh god. And... <laughs> what pair of sunglasses from this movie do you own? <laughs> no, no, that's not it. That's not it. All I right. So if you were, all right, so say if the three of us were in a um, in a Reservoir Dog style gang. 
which colours would we be assigned? Hmm. I don't know. Bradley? Uh, I'll just, I'm just going to say Mr. Purple. My favourite colour. Same colour as the tip of your penis. <laughs> Why is it? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> we are all tired. Uh, so what we've learnt here is that Brad calls his penis Mr. Purple. <laughs> yeah. Take My us home, Sam. I'm sorry, oh, mother. God. All right, so thank you for... God, that, like... I, I say it every week, but I, this time I really mean it. Thank you for enduring this episode. If you have <laughs> stuck around, uh, we know a lot of people tend to tune off after they first watch the start of the episode. Um, What's wrong with us? Mom? What is wrong with us? Uh, Maybe this is just on decline. Oh, this but is yeah. just on decline. Um, we again. promise next week we're coming back and we're going to be probably back to normal. Probably not. Probably not. I feel like we've hit the. This is the new this is normal. Us now. This is us, guys. Um, so yeah, thank Don't you say for. That. It's a bad, bad representation. Thank you for. Um, send us an email. Yeah, send us an email. Uh, plug in the socials, my dad. What did you say, <laughs> <laughs> my dad? I did say my dad. I, I am some start this week and get us everywhere at City Jows, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're flirting the boundary of uh, triple figures on Instagram. We've already surpassed that on Facebook. Twitter's a lost cause. Brad runs that. <laughs> Give him some love. Thanks, Because he's not doing it himself. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> I just... I just... I don't understand the Twitters. How do you... How why, are you ha- why are you controlling the page? Because you're great on Facebook. You're smashing the Instagram. I just pulled the short straw. But you use Twitter, so I thought neither yeah. of us two do. We'll give it to you. Uh, get us Instagram, be, Twitter, Facebook. Email us some naughty things. Just go if you if your dad's asleep, right? Wait, no, wait, no, no, no. Go in his bedroom, and I imagine, as all parents do, as all as I do, we wear lounge pants, especially in the summer months. You know, keeps everything in, keeps everything out. And <laughs> if he's asleep, you know, it's a hard day. He's been to work. Maybe he's just laid on the top of the duvet. Oh, oh, God, that's your dad snoring there. Apologies, if you haven't got a dad, by the way. Are you just <laughs> that's because I'm looking right at you. Um, so yeah, go in your dad's bedroom, or you know anyone who you can replace, you know a temporary dad service sort of thing. Um, go in, go in what, his bedroom. Is there a hotline for that shit? Pulled it goes through. Oh eight hundred. Fuck your dad. Uh, pull down his his trousers. To be careful to uh, untie it very very nicely. Oh, no. And then as you've done that, I can't imagine he's wearing a box shot. You will have exposed your dad's bare penis. <laughs> And what I want you to do then is take three photos of the penis, right? Number one, flaccid. Number two, pull all of the foreskin back and take a picture of it then. And number three, give your dad an erection. Right, so thank you for listening to Cinejoust. Uh, I'm, re- I'm really sorry. It's cinejoustpod at gmail.com. No, no, we've already said Send it. Send me pictures of your dad's dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank for you for listening. And, yeah, tune in next week. You probably won't, but tune in next week for Crazy Stupid Love, as always. Not the Cheryl Cole song. Yeah. Da-da-da. I don't think that's how it goes. Da-da-da-da-da. Da-da-da. Da-da-da-da. So, thank you. As always, I am Sam Donnelly. I am the indie fiend, Colm Simpson. That's it from City Joe! Take my mic away! You can't take my platform! Tune in next week, we're doing great stupid love and we're gonna go to sleep now! Get out!